0: Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of The Classroom Commute. Thanks so much for joining me and spending a little time with me today. If you are just chiming in for the first time in the last few weeks, we've been talking about author studies and we are in our third part of a mini training that we're doing right here on the podcast all about how to create your own author study and what all goes into that in the planning process and beyond. So, if you haven't caught the first two episodes in this miniseries, you're going to want to head back and listen to episode eight and episode nine of this podcast to kind of get caught up to speed before we dive in today. Part three, all about formatting and differentiating your instruction for your author study. So make sure you go back and check out uh, uh, episode eight and episode nine if you haven't already done so. And of course, everything that we talk about today and on the other episodes in this mini training, you can get all of the information on the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 10, which is where you will find today's show notes. And if you haven't already done so, if you have a quick moment to rate and review this podcast so that other teachers like yourself can find us and join in on all the fun. All right, let's dive into today's episode, part three, about author studies, all about formatting and differentiating your instruction. Hopefully by now you have given some thought to your author study and how it might work well for your students. You maybe have even had a chance to flip through some of the books that you're considering for your activities and lessons in your study. And if you've answered no to that, no worries, we'll get you there, because today we're going to talk about what the author study might look like in your classroom. The beauty of the author study, as I've mentioned in the other episodes on this topic, is that it has the ability to be molded and crafted to fit your current classroom setup. You don't need to change a whole lot of things around in order to make an author study work. Author studies work great with whole class instruction, guided reading or small groups, literature circles, departmentalized classroom, picture book authors, chapter book authors. Basically, author studies work with your students. Anybody can do them in their classroom. And it's such a nice break from the regular reading instruction that you may be doing on a day-to-day basis. All right, so take a deep breath. We're going to dive right in. When you start to think about what an author study might look like in your classroom, you might be thinking, am I doing this with my whole class? Am I doing it with a small group or am I doing it with both? And spoiler alert, there's no right or wrong answer. Although you might lean towards one way more than the other, chances are you might be doing a little bit of both, meaning whole class and small group instruction as it relates to your author study. And that's perfectly okay. In any case, here are some possibilities of what an author study might look like in your classroom. You might choose to have a read aloud author study with your whole class. In this type of author study, you, the teacher, are going to be doing the majority of the reading in your read-alouds, in your mini lessons, or in other parts of your day, and you're going to invite students to participate in the discussion, and you're going to point out things that you notice in the author's books. This is a great opportunity to create student-led anchor charts, jot down things that students notice about the author's writing styles, characters that you're finding in the books, or other things that the students take note of while you're reading. And since you'll be with them the whole time, your instruction will guide the discussion and you'll really have more control in your author study. And one of the benefits of doing an author study this way is it allows you to choose authors that may have text levels above your students' individual reading levels. Instead, while listening, students can just focus on the text. During this type of author study, students are going to complete response activities on their own or in groups following the read aloud portion of your lesson. In addition, once you've shared a book with your students, they're free to reread it on their own to further interact with it if they want to. Picture book author studies make great read aloud author studies because students can focus on the illustrations while you're reading the stories with them. And if you're using books that are above your students reading level, it helps you to expose them to new vocabulary that they may not have experienced in books that they're reading on their own. So there are some benefits to doing it that way. So a read aloud author study might be right for you if this is your student's first author study and they've never had a chance to do this on their own. This is a great way for you to model what author studies are. And then maybe later on in the year, they can do one on their own without having the stories read to them. It also might be right for your classroom if you have younger students or if you want to have a little more control over the outcome of your study. You can also do this type of study if you want your students to have exposure to higher level text above their reading levels to benefit from hearing and learning new vocabulary that they may not experience on their own level. So that's a read aloud author study. Another format that your author study might take is to have a combination of read aloud text and student led reading. P.S. This is my personal favorite. In this type of author study, you're going to choose some books to read as read alouds and other books are going to be read by students in partners or in groups. You can model a skill or strategy using your read aloud and then provide students with a second text from that author to apply what they've learned during the read aloud. You're of course going to need multiple copies if you do it this way so that each group or each partner will have the same book. You can also choose to have students break up into small groups and have each group read a different book by your author. This really helps for differentiating for your readers because you can assign different leveled books by the author to the different groups. The different books can still teach the same skill, but they're tailored more towards the reading ability of the students that are going to be reading that book. You can even take the differentiating a step further and provide an auto-recording of the book for students who may benefit from having it read to them while following along. And this type of author study of using a combination of read-alouds and student-led reading might be right for you if you want your students to be able to take more ownership of their reading while still being able to provide support through those read-alouds that you also do as well. This might also work well for you if your students work well in groups. And this type of author study also works well if you need to differentiate your instruction because you can provide different groups with different books while still teaching the same skill. The third format of author study that you might choose to do in your classroom is to do a small group chapter book author study. This option is perfect for differentiated instruction because you can provide each group with a different chapter book on different levels. You'll need to make sure that you choose an author that has chapter books at a variety of reading levels. For example, Judy Blume, Roald Dahl, Lewis Sacker, Andrew Clements, those are all great authors that write in a variety of reading levels. That way you can differentiate for your students' varied reading abilities. One way that you can divide students into these book groups is to present each of the books to your students by reading the first chapter or even just the first few pages, or you can give a book talk, as some teachers call it, where you advertise the book to your students and then allow your students to write down their top two or three choices. At that point, you can take the requests into account when grouping students, but you ultimately will have the final say so that you can keep in mind their reading ability and the book that they're choosing. Some other things that you wanna consider when grouping is that you might have some students who want to read books that you know are gonna be too difficult for them. So perhaps you can pull them aside and try to quote unquote sell them another book that you think might be more appropriate. You also wanna be sure that the students that are gonna be working together and reading the reading the same book are going to work well together. You also want to be mindful of the group's size. Too large of a group could get chaotic while too small of a group could lack energy. If you have several students that want to read the same book and it's too big for one group, it's okay if two groups are reading the same book. Once your students are placed into groups, they can read together, they can discuss by using discussion prompts if you want to provide those for them, and they can complete reading response activities related to their book. And while they're in their groups, you're free to listen in on individual groups and you can provide support and insight and even make some informal observations about your readers. Another thing to consider if you're going to do a chapter book author study is how you're going to tie all the books together. Even though students won't be reading each book by the author, I do suggest having some sharing time once a week if you can afford it, where you invite a reader from each group to read a portion of their book to the class. They can choose an exciting part of the book, a critical event, or something else that ties into a skill or strategy that you're working on as a whole group. For instance, if you're having students focus on characters in their book, then perhaps each group chooses a section from their book that really highlights one of the strong characters in their book. Use this time as an opportunity to create anchor charts comparing the different books or create a list of ways that an author creates strong characters. Having this share time each week might even inspire students to read the other titles that are being read by other groups on their own. Another note about small group author studies is that depending on your reading instruction and how it's currently set up, these small group author studies may function as guided reading groups, meaning if you're used to meeting with guided reading groups while the rest of your class is doing independent or center work, all of that can carry on as usual. You would just simply use your guided reading time to conduct the author study with the different book groups. If you're looking to have all your book groups reading at the same time, then maybe literature circles are a great alternative. So then you would cut out the guided reading and you would have a time during your reading instruction where there are literature circles happening on around your classroom. And literature circles uh, shift the focus from teacher guided instruction, like in a guided reading format, to a more student-led discussion. In a literature circle, students take on different roles that all contribute to the discussion and the life of the book group. And I have a whole resource on how to get started with literature circles in your classroom, and I will link to that in the show notes if you're interested or haven't done literature circles in your classroom before. And if you're concerned about the accountability in a student-led small group, then think about ways that you can check in with your students on a regular basis to make sure that students are connecting to their story and staying on topic and connecting with each other. Here's a couple suggestions on how to make that happen. You could have your groups complete a daily or weekly journal where they record the highlights from their discussion and they indicate where they are in the book and the next steps of what they're going to do the next time that they meet. You could also set up a schedule for a meeting with each group and students will know that they need to come prepared to discuss what's happening with their group with you so that they're held accountable in that regard. So small group chapter book author studies might be right for you if you have older or more advanced readers, or if your students are ready to take on more of the responsibility in their reading group. They also might be right for you if your students have done author studies before and they're familiar with how they work. You can jump right in with a chapter book in small groups, or you might choose a chapter book author study If your students have shown an interest in a particular author, but you still have that need for differentiation, so you're going to choose books written by that author at varying reading levels that students can be divided into groups for. All right, so those are the three different ways that you might choose to format your author study. Let's review them really quick. The first way that you might format your author study is to have a read aloud only author study where you do all the reading during your time together. The students participate in the discussion and you can still do activities on the book, but you're doing the reading. The second way is to have a combination of read aloud and student led reading where you do some read alouds during mini lessons. And then you have other times where students are working in partners or even individually or in small groups, reading books by the author as well. And finally, you might have small group chapter book author studies where students are broken up into small groups and are all reading a chapter book by the same author. So you can see the gradual release of responsibility as you move from a completely read aloud author study all the way to a completely student read and student led author study. So you just make a decision based on the abilities of your students where they are right now. And maybe you do a completely read aloud author study at the beginning of the year. And as they become stronger readers and grow, maybe towards the end of the year, you can do more of a student-led author study. And it would be a great way to show how far they've come in their ability to really focus in on one author. So there you have it, your author study format options. Next week, we are going to wrap it all up. You might be thinking, okay, I know how to pick an author. I know how to pick books. I know what this is going to look like in my classroom. Now, what activities should my students be doing during the author study? Well, I'm going to lay it all out for you next week in our final installment in this mini training as we talk about the activities that you might have your students complete. And if you want to review anything that we talked about today, make sure you head over to the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 10. And it'll all be waiting there for you. All right. Till next week. I can't wait to finish up this with you. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.